0: up the super entrepreneurs podcast today we have danielle amos is that correct that's right yes thank you so much for coming on the show here and you know we're we're so happy to have you tell us more about what you do and everything that you're currently doing would love to hear about it and, and obviously our audience will as well
1: well thank you first of all shaheed for having me i'm so happy to be here i am a coach a mindset coach and i focus on money and confidence so i just love what i do i work with bob proctor at the proctor gallagher institute as a consultant and i've been doing this for five years but what's interesting is i have a background in consulting and so and in business so it's all come together for me to to do this work now and help people Uh, really up level get to create the life that they
0: want wow that's beautiful so how the mindset I'm very very close to mindset and I you know I think that obviously you know a majority of businesses I now know is I think the failure is because of the mindset right can you talk more about the business and mindset and how they go together
1: yeah absolutely so I actually grew up probably very similar to you, knowing that or learning that hard work paid off, that if you want to be successful, you have to work hard. So long hours grinded out. And what I now know to be true is that that usually that gets you so far. So in my career, I was earning six figures in corporate and I like it got me to a certain level. But then I found frustration because it was like I hit a glass ceiling, you know, and it was, I thought I had to work harder to then go to the next level. Nothing really changed. And that was frustrating for me. And what I now know um, is that success in anything, in any area, whether it's health or business or relationships is 95% mindset and 5% strategy, which would be the doing part, which would be the working hard. And I also realized that a lot of people working hard is usually a big part of why they're stuck where they are, because they think that it's just working hard is going to get them to the next level. And it's not true. It's actually a shift in their thinking that has to happen before they go take the action.
0: That's so true. And then there's so many people, and I was one of them before as well, is that I would always find that. I had to put so much energy in strategy that I would be so overwhelmed that at that times that I, I would feel that I wouldn't be able to sleep properly at night because I was always thinking strategy. I need to be, I need to, do this person is doing this strategy, I need to do this strategy, this is going to be working, right? And and I found that majority of people even today, you know, they feel that strategy is the whole game, is strategy for our business. Um, they might think, oh, no, mindset, I have mindset. You know, a lot of people say that I have mindset. Mindset is perfect for me. I know where I stand. I believe in myself. I can do this. What, do you, what are your thoughts about that when people say, because I hear a lot of people, you know, even the ones that are struggling, they always say that, you know, it's, it's strategy. They're still saying it's mindset, but they, inside there, you can tell that they're thinking strategy. Even their mindset turns into turns strategy, right? What are, they, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, for sure. It's a big way that we're programmed in general in our society. So the most people think that way, that it's all about strategy, right? And think about it, companies spend millions of dollars on strategy. But here's the truth. How many of their employees are actually executing the strategy, actually doing what they know to do? very little and I work with CEOs and met, like um, sales managers and I'll ask them about their team you know are they actually implementing if you teach them how to close a sale or what to do at the end of it the, in there no so imagine if they just did that yeah okay the results would go up well the only reason they're not doing what they know to do is because of their mindset so a person might think that they have a positive mindset But if they are not getting the results they want, which I've never met anyone that says that they are totally getting all the results they want in all areas of your life, like thousands of people I've talked to, there's always something that they want more. So that tells me that their mindset isn't a match for their goal achieved. And they can try all these different strategies. And we see people go from, like you said, one strategy to another with the same results. And it comes back to mindset. So I always ask people really good questions about, you know, if they are achieving their goals or do they create a goal and then get stopped, that all comes back to what's deep in their subconscious mind. And that's a really good place to start our conversation.
0: Subconscious mind. Yeah. (laughs) So that's that's definitely the emotional side of things, right? right? That's where all, you know, the mindset is playing a large role um, and there's so many of us that need this help, you know, at the end of the day, there's so many of us, even around the circle that we would have around us, like our family and friends, we see it, that, you know, there's, there's a lot, I was, in, I was in the corporate world as well, I worked at, um, at one of the grocery chains at the head office, and wow, in each department, you just look at it, and you would think, they could accomplish so much more if they were emphasizing a little bit on the, on the on, or a lot of it on the mindset. Yeah. And on all the training that I would go to in those uh, while working there, I don't recall anything about mindset. It was always about, you know, the spreadsheet or this and that, and it was nothing, I never, I don't recall ever learning or, or being taught about mindset in that corporate environment as well.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. And- Here's the thing that we like I now know is that the mindset is actually the root of everything like it's the cause of the results. So our results always show us where the mind is and even in departments like so we call it the paradigm which I know you know that term so paradigm is just a multitude of habits that a person has and it's how they're showing up it can show up like be as they show up in a meeting and it's the habitual way that they always show up and do things. But here's the thing that we need to understand is that a department is made up of people and they each have their own paradigm or their habitual way of being with each other as well. And then that's going to make a department paradigm. And then a company has a paradigm. So I'm working with a company now that's 175 years old. Wow, some strong paradigms that we need to take a look at. What's the habitual way that you're always doing things? And if we keep doing things the same way and expect a different result, what's that? Definition of insanity. So we've got to be really willing to take a bird's eye view, take a look at this and say, okay, so why have we been doing this? Well, it's belief about something. What's a belief? It goes back to our mindset. It goes back to the paradigm. And that's the root cause so often in companies, we go out and we try to fix things. And as an entrepreneur, I was the same. I go out and try and fix things in my action. And I fix it out there, but I've got to go inside and fix it in my mind or change it. I don't like to use the word, the word fix because it implies it's broken, but change yeah. it in my mind to get a different result.
0: And no, definitely. Like I could recall um, in the medical facility when we had it, it was it – was, um, i would be always thinking strategy i always come up with a lot of stuff and the ones i found that worked best is when i was emotionally involved with like i was very i was very passionate i was very happy excited i was like you know oh my god this is gonna work out amazing how many people are we gonna help like this is crazy right like i was like wow and those ones i would have we would have a book like actually that's that emotional program, actually, that's what we're selling to clinics all over the world right now. So awesome. that program, it became successful, I think, because of my emotional involvement in it, I, if I look back at it.
1: For sure. And you believed it was a good idea. And again, belief is mindset. So this is what we see with strategies. And I've actually done this, this work, this testing in companies where we give the same strategy to different people and we then look at their mindset. So person A fully believes, like you said, like so passionate about this, really emotionally involved, says, sees that this is the way to a thousand, helping a thousand people. Person B is maybe 50% and we feed them with even negative ideas. And person C is totally not buying in. And the results are from like 85 to 90, we saw 85 to 93% of people in the A group that believed get the results that they set out. So about like if a person wanted 1000 people, they would get 850 people saying yes to that. And they, they just went down from there. And there was a direct correlation between how well the strategy worked and the belief, the energy behind the strategy. And here's the crazy thing is that you the strategy doesn't matter. 5% is strategy. So as long as the person buys into it, it's the energy, that's what matters. So we can change the strategy and do the same thing and get the same results it goes back to belief attitude mindset it's all the same
0: but that's 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 incredible that you actually did that study like did, was it something that you wanted to uh you had to explain to the company itself or is it something personal that you wanted to check and see
1: it was just some something it was just something personal that i was really oh, nice. interested in um the energy behind it and yeah. i had An idea because of like I was I'm a client of this work as well so you know I apply mindset to my own business and so I saw it for myself on days that I was feeling low or not really into something my results dramatically shifted and that was like an aha for me it's like I'm doing the same thing but I'm not getting the same result what's different my attitude my feeling my energy my belief in this so then I started playing, to, and this is what I teach my clients to really, it's all about that mindset and pumping themselves up before they take the action. And then when we do, we get a different outcome. So then I was just playing it with it with other people in sales. Cause that's the easiest to track, right? You make yeah. the sale or you don't, you make the sale or you don't.
0: It's funny yeah. how it works though. If you really think about it, like, like if somebody like how do, how do you, you, how do you prep yourself and you're emotionally involved with something and you know, I I now know, like I now believe and I, I, since I started the process, since I've been the pro, like I get goosebumps on a regular basis. Like I tell my wife and my family, like I've, I've, I've never, st- I never had that many goosebumps. Like it's continuous, like six, yeah. seven, eight, and eight. And, you know, when you say that you put your emotion or mindset into something and then go ahead and do the strategy and your results will be different. Isn't that like, Doesn't that seem just that, that, that part of it doesn't seem so powerful way more than me and you or anybody else living beyond us. Doesn't that seem like extraordinary, like very, very powerful, uh, more than we know of, like some power beyond us, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love, um, I give this tip to my clients all the time and our, the members of our community, um, that made a huge difference in my results. So, and your listeners for entrepreneurs, I mean, we're all in sales. So as an entrepreneur, and let's say you're going into a meeting and I would spend about five minutes, anywhere between three and five minutes before that meeting, writing out in present tense, positive words, the outcome that I wanted, the best case outcome, like not based on precedent, not based on what I know about the person I'm meeting, not based on yesterday's results, just really coming from my heart and what I want. And I write it out and I use the person's name that I'm meeting with. And when I do that, my results are so much better than if I don't do it. So what I'm doing in that is I'm getting into the spirit of what my goal achieved. And I'm coming from a place of really servicing the person I'm meeting with. And I would say like eight, nine times out of 10, the meeting goes exactly how I wrote it on the paper. Now, when I'm writing, I've got to be really in it, like really thinking, really feeling like you said, feeling is a secret. And so and at present, it doesn't need to take long. But it's, it's sort of like, as I'm writing, I'm seeing it in on the screen of my mind, it's a picture because writing causes thinking and we think in pictures. So this is sort of getting me to visualize the outcome. And we hear that word a lot in other, not so much in business, but we hear another thing like athletes, Olympic athletes visualize the results. You interview a gold medal athlete and I guarantee you, they saw themselves winning the race in their mind before they won the race every single time. So we, we know that visualization works in other areas. It's just a little foreign in business. Like sometimes we're like, yeah. what, you're going to tell me to visualize in the board? Yeah. So it can be a little form, but I would, I really beg of your listeners to, to not trust me so much, but you test it for yourself
0: yeah.
1: and then you'll have the experience like I have. And then you're like, Oh, this is incredible. This is exactly what I need to be doing before anything that's like, quote unquote big, whether it's a sales meeting or it could be a really important meeting with your team, write out the outcome you want. And then, so that's my pregame workout if you will my like what i do before and then after really review so just ask yourself what did i do well in that meeting and acknowledge yourself so harvesting the good Mm -hmm. and then from there where could i have where could i improve and based on that is there maybe some more skills that i need to maybe i didn't ask for the Mm clothes so then i could say okay well you know i'm going to watch a video on closing or i didn't handle that objective objection so i'm going to watch a video on that and I take responsibility for where I can improve. So it's a three-step process. What did I do? Well, where could I improve? And then what do I need to do to take responsibility for that improvement? And honestly, it takes just a couple minutes after the meeting. I have a memory. I engage my memory. I write out my answers. And then I, and I move on to the next meeting and it's really powerful, really powerful.
0: Well, I'm a living example because I wish, that I had this, this material when I was in my 20s, like if I knew what the power was within me, I, had, I knew I grew up. Like my story is kind of um, unique because I have a special place for this type of, of visualization and thinking because when I grew up, my dad used to um, sell my website too, but my dad used to draw out um, a carpet factory and he used to draw a lot of details like such as, you know, where the fa- where the staff will be and all that kind of stuff. And he brought all that to life in front of me. And I used to ask him, and friends, friends used to laugh at him, like, how are you going to do this? You work in a factory, right? So, And then I grew up and that. I, I was the where I live right now and whatever I'm doing. I actually used to think about this as a kid. I remember. Like, I remember thinking. So I had a, I had a belief part. I, I knew. But in this depth, this kind of control, is mind-blowing, like even imagining, like just by – connecting with the spiritual side and connecting with these things, like I amplified my income, you know, like, like it's, it's and in my relationships and my feelings and, and the way I look at people. Wow. Like when I used to go, like when I used to go, I still get frustrated sometimes, to be honest, like it yeah. still happens. I'm not, you have to work on these things, but when I'll go to a, a McDonald's or go somewhere, you know, there's somebody that works in as a very, very not a nice person at that moment that moment their person is not good right so i used to take that moment as that person this is just a horrible part i hate them you know whatever now i'm learning to kind of understand them as a spiritual side right so it's so much more calmer for me too as a person you know it's just beautiful overall it's a blessing
1: it sounds like you're harvesting the good too so you're saying okay well this is temporary the way that this person is and so I know now. something better. Yeah. Before, yeah, never, yeah. Now. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what awareness does, right? So yeah. as you become more aware, it just opens up the way we think and uh, you know, everything benefits from that.
0: That's so cool. And are you, are, is that your aim at helping people um, moving forward or do you have any other plans in the, in the next five years?
1: Yeah, so I uh, love this. I I love speaking about this material um, and just helping people. What I realize is that most people are settling out there. They're they're reacting to life. And I just think it's the perfect time, especially in this climate, that people can take responsibility for their lives and actually go after what they want and not what just has been handed to them. Um, my plans for the next five years is to keep going and keep really blowing this up. You know, right now um, at Proctor Gallagher, I'm in the top five of the consultants worldwide. And I, I don't say good. that to impress you, but to you know, just to, the, I, I just use this material for myself in this business. And I plan to, to stay in that. And I always said I wanted to be Bob Proctor's protege. So you'll hear me on stages, on podcasts like this. Uh, being interviewed and really making a difference in people's lives, so that they are earning, like not settling, right? So what's the opposite of that? They're thriving. They're in abundance. They are earning more money than what they need to do with, and they're comfortable with it, and they're confident. That's what I see.
0: <laughs> and that's what you're representing too, right? That's what you, when you say to you're a top uh, uh, Gallagher Institute uh, person, like you're actually explaining what you have done by connecting more with your higher side, you know what we're saying, yeah. right? So you're giving examples that you have accomplished it, which is beautiful. And that's great. To, I'm so happy to hear that you're staying into this for the next five years. And obviously you might add some businesses because you're an entrepreneur as well, right? So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I have uh, multiple streams of income and yeah. uh, i that's what we teach. You know, I love it. Money's yes. everywhere. And yeah. so I'll continue to build those portfolios and what I do. And what I've learned, which is so cool, is that we don't need to trade time for money, that there are streams of income that are residual that we can set up so that I'm really having fun with that at the moment. Yeah. And while I serve as a coach, I can, you know, have it all as well. I'm also a oh. mom, so I make sure yeah, that I spend true. lots of time there too.
0: So uh, how many kids? Sorry.
1: I have one kid. I have, uh, she's 10. Her name is oh. Louise. And she is, uh, well, she's been in this material for the last five or six years, I would say, five years. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to see when a child's raised in this idea of that they can be, do, and have anything. To see, Can, I, she- can I ask
0: about this? Yeah. I'm so excited about this, Tom, because what happened was, like, I have, I have a, a 13-year-old, 10-year-old, and a 6-year-old. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I, I want to introduce the material, like, I want to, you know, teach them and all that, but... I find I want to wait till the right moment and all that. I'm thinking, you know, maybe, you know, the stuff paradigms I have, but how did you uh, get her involved? Like, how did you get her and how is she now after fire? i I'm I'm very curious to know.
1: Well, uh, it sort of happened organically. Like she uh, would hear the videos from Bob Proctor playing in the background and I would play them in the car. And, um, and so and, and at first she would just repeat what he was saying. So he has a, a funny line in one of the lessons where he says, where's the money? And the response is wherever it is right now. And he said, yeah, yeah. funny voice. And that was one of the first things she said, she would just start repeating him. And she was drawing the stick person when she was in uh, grade one in the playground in, the, in the, the dirt. And the teacher asked, what is this thing that she's drawing? And then the teacher said to us, she's telling kids about the boomerang, which is the law of cause and effect. So she's heard me talk about it. So it, it was because she heard it in our environment so often that, and that's how we program our kids, right? That's how we get our own paradigms is through repetition of what mm-hmm. we heard over and over and over between the ages of zero and seven. And so I was didn't know it, but it just was playing in the background and she picked up on it. And then she just started showing up. So I study with my husband at 6am in the morning, and she just started waking up early. She was probably about seven or eight at that time. And she'd come and join us. And then I uh, have quite a few parents in my community and quite a few moms and they asked how can I bring this to my my kids. So Eloise and I Uh, developed a program that goes along with thinking into results, which is the one that we we coach. And um, it's a little guidebook for the parents and then worksheets for the kids and that they can do in their own time. And we just have them watch the same videos that the parents do. And um, I would say the biggest thing that I learned is that force negates. So we can't force it on our kids. But they are intrigued. What I noticed with Eloise is that she naturally knows that she is enough, that she can have anything, be anything, do anything. They also naturally are persistent. They are naturally in abundance, right? It's us, it's society that has them think something different. So what I noticed, it was quite easy to have her accept these ideas because she didn't have a lot of junk in her mind. Right. So, yeah, I would just say like, yeah, totally. I would just say like play the material and see how it resonates and see what they say about it to start. And then, um, and then really go from there. It's so cool to hear them talk at such a young age about it, about like it being easy. Like my daughter's already earning money. She manifested a puppy and earned the money to pay for the puppy
0: Wow. Because she
1: started asking the questions, how can I do this? Yeah. Not, can I do it? She asked, yeah. how can we? It's, it's really cool. That's,
0: this is incredible. And then how even now after being 10 years old now in current state, you could see her utilizing those thoughts and those those ways. So it's so incredible and so exciting to see her when she's an adult. Yeah. Like, can you imagine what she's going to do? Like, just It's
1: gonna be incredible. It's so cool, right? And it's like, here's the thing, like kids want to do well, they want to thrive. They do have dreams. So if we start to ask them, it doesn't matter if they're six or 16, let's get connected to what they really want and not not make any decisions for them, right? That's really important to just like have them, like if you could be, do and have anything, what is it? And funny enough, it's the same work we do with adults yeah but I think as parents, um, sometimes we want something different for our kids, but if we let them just dream, what I notice is that it can come back to they want the same things, they want to thrive. yeah, you know?
0: yeah. No, this is excellent. It's been amazing, Danielle. like this is this is a great um, uh, meeting, and, and I'm so happy that you you came on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I have all your um, links and everything. We'll put it into the the show notes. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, they can. And uh, we'll send you an email with all that information as well. That's great. uh, I I want to just say thank you and and, um, God bless.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being here and God bless you as well.